Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett, and welcome to Breast Cancer Awareness Month. No, wait a minute. That's October. This is August. Yes, we are recording this episode in August, but every month should be Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but it's also today is my mom's 75th birthday, and she is a breast cancer survivor. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to have my mom on Visibly Fit today. And she is one of the most generous, thoughtful, and she's pretty darn funny. She's, She's one of the most amazing women I've ever known. And I thought it'd be so cool to have her on today and just talk about her birthday and the fact that she's cancer free and to let her know how much I love her. So welcome to Visibly Fit, mom. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. And hey, I've got your card right here. (laughs) Oh, that's a little delayed. I'll get it to you. (laughs) Oh, that is just perfectly okay. (laughs) But hey, we got to celebrate early because I was in town, right? Yes, we did. We had a good time. Yeah, so that was nice. So, Mom, have you ever been on a podcast before? Uh, This is my first. Um, Have you ever listened to a podcast before? (laughs) Yes, I've actually seen a few of yours and taught because yes, I yes. forced you to, and you're just a, a super fan. So um, it's good. <laughs> so cool. So, what are you going to do today on your birthday? Well, I'm going to go out to supper with some friends of ours, um, yeah. Kenny and Don Peabody, and it should be a lot of fun, Dad and I. Yeah, yeah good. Well, I'm glad you're going to be celebrated well. I wish I was there for the actual day. But um, this is super cool. You should be celebrated. This is a big birthday. It's 75. So what does it feel like to be 75? I just thought, (laughs) oh, big numbers. I never thought I'd get this old so quickly. Yeah. But you don't look 75, mom. You really don't. Thank you. And you don't act it. (laughs) Well, no, maybe I don't act it. (laughs) But I think I definitely need makeup. Yes. Well, don't we all? (laughs) Yes. We do. Yeah. Thank goodness for makeup. Uh, no, you're, you're amazing. You don't look your age and you don't act it. And you've got one of the biggest servants heart of anyone I've ever known. I mean, you are constantly serving others and um, running someone meals or running someone to the store. I mean, you're just constantly going. And um, anyway, you just got lots of energy. So I'm really impressed, but 
you are also a breast cancer survivor. So I want to talk about that. And I, again, I know this episode is in August, in August, but it, and it's your birthday, but I wanted to honor you because um, you were diagnosed with breast cancer in what was it? 2013? Yes. 2013. Yeah. 2013. It's hard to believe it's been that long already. And um, I just kind of want to talk about that. What was, what was it like when you first heard the diagnosis? I was kind of like, Oh, am I really sure this is happening to me? And I just was kind of in disbelief, but I knew that it really was a true thing that was happening. So I had to act on it and act fast. Yes. And you did. And I remember um, when you told me I was kind of in disbelief as well, like, wait a minute, my mom, no cancer, uh, not happening. So I was already dismissing it in my head and, and believing in your healing. Um, But I was really impressed by how you handled the whole journey. You weren't in a victim kind of place. You, You weren't down and out. You really were in a place of of being strong. And, and I know that wasn't necessarily by your strength. That was God's strength in you, but you went about it. Just, I don't know. You, you just had a lot of faith and you just persevered and you wouldn't let it get you down. I mean, I know you had your moments a couple of times, um, but tell us that kind of journey. How did you just plow through it in the way that you did? Cause you, you had a double mastectomy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it helps to have really good doctors, too, that help you through it, you know, and my plastic surgeon, I just love him. And, uh, you know, it just helps when they can talk to you and say, hey, you know, this is not as bad as you think it is. It happens to a lot of people. It's not just you. And you just have to live one day at a time and not get all caught up in the moment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to keep on like every day, you know, your world keeps on going, whether you've got this or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good, mom. And you weren't um, in a place of, of being in fear and worrying about tomorrow. Like you said, you were just living for today and doing the next thing for today. And so I I know that I came up and visited you one time and took you to a doctor's appointment. And this is when both breasts had been removed and you have had reconstructive surgery since. But uh, I mean, we, we were laughing so hard in the doctor's office. We were you know, tears were coming down our face and I'm like, can I take a picture? You're like, sure. (laughs) I mean, you were just really kind of chill about it. You were very open with it. And even though it was an awkward and difficult time, I think laughter can get us through a lot of things. Don't you think? I think it can. You have to have a good frame of mind when you're going through something like this. And uh, you can't just sit down and say, woe is me and feel sorry for yourself. You just have to keep on going every minute, you know. That's right. And you've got lots of friends around you. And of course, your family supports you and loves you. And that's important. Um, But what would you say to someone that maybe um, is dealing with breast cancer right now or knows someone that is dealing with it and they don't really have a big support group? What would you say um, for, for them to get through it? I would say just believe in yourself. And know that that God is helping you every minute of the way Mm -hmm. and that your family is close to you and you're just never alone. 
like you think you might be. Right. And there's a support groups. I mean, I, I mean, even on Facebook, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. You just got to reach out and find those support groups sometimes and not be thinking that you have to do it all alone. Um, so when you were first diagnosed, mom, were you self-diagnosing and, you know, found the lump yourself or how did you come across knowing that you had breast cancer? No, I had actually gone in for a mammogram and that's when they found something that looked suspicious. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I had to go back and and get a biopsy after that. And that's when it said uh, that it was estrogen based. Right. And, and you had been on HRT, hormone replacement therapy for a while, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And had I known that <laughs> now, I would have never been on it. Mm hmm. And I got really upset with my doctor that didn't tell me any different. But back then, that was the thing to do, estrogen, estrogen. Mm-hmm. And now I would tell people, no, just go through the change and go through everything more natural with natural ingredients instead yes. of estrogen. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, no fault of your doctor, just um, so often doctors are taught to to just offer prescriptions and offer those replacement therapies because that's what they're they're taught, right? They're not taught how to do the natural um, remedies or, or course of action. And so that's what they go to school for. So it, it is something to to be aware of, like, okay, is there is there a natural um, way of, of, of going through this process? And, and yes, there is. So it's interesting that um, I mean, first of all, I'm just glad that you went in and got a mammogram. It's very important to do self exams and also um, to to have mammograms or thermographic uh, thermographic um, imaging uh, to find out um, uh, for yourself and and do that on a regular basis. But um, you chose also to do um, reconstructive surgery. Now, some women do not choose to do that, and this is a personal question. But why did you choose to do that? Well, I just thought, oh, your clothes were not going to fit right. And I didn't want something false in there. I wanted to feel like it was still me, even though when I still look in the mirror, it's not exactly me, but at least it's something there and it makes you feel more like a woman. Yeah. 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 And so that's a personal preference. And, um, and that's what you chose and, and that's, that's fine. Um, I, I just think it's interesting, different women's, um, journeys. So what, if you had a chance to do things over again, besides, you know, not taking the hormone replacement therapy that, that your doctor suggested, what would you do differently? Anything? Well, I would be eating better. <laughs> I would probably be listening to my daughter. Better. <laughs> oh, but, mom. Yes. Oh, but that's sometimes hard to do. Yes. I'm going to have someone I, else come in and tell you about it. So it's coming from a different person, not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I've always been overweight, you know, for years. And um, I'm so lucky that you took care of yourself and you're, you're more like your grandma's side as far as her metabolism and everything. 
And I think I took more after my dad's side of the family. So who knows? Well, it's never too late, mom. So when you're ready to talk, I'll, I'll share it all with you. You know, I will. I love you. And I'm, I'm ready to <laughs> get you on this other side of, of the camp. But um, breast cancer, you know, we are going to talk on this episode about nutrition and how that does play a big role and exercise in cancer in general and breast cancer. Um, but mom, regarding your breast cancer, is there any, um, I mean, I know that's, it's been since 2013. So praise God. I mean, it's, it's been eight years that you are cancer free. And so, um, not everyone can say that. And, um, I'm just glad that, that you caught it early and that you took the, the, the measures that you needed to do. Now you didn't go through, the radiation treatments and all of that and lose your hair like some women and chemo, like some women um, have to go through. You just had to do chemo pills. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. And that was wonderful, you know, to just take it for two years. I think I was on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Take this little tiny pill called Anastrol or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was a very, you know, and I knew several other people that were doing that too. And there's also has, they've been cancer free also. So that's wonderful. Yeah, that's good. It, it is tough because there's side effects with, with medication. And yet, you know, when someone's gone through cancer, uh, especially with, uh, you know, whether it's chemo and radiation, they, they usually give them a, is it to what's it called? Tamoxifen? I, yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah. for like five years, but there's been some repercussions yeah. of even that drug. So anyway, um, I'm just curious if um, how dad responded and reacted to all this, because um, sometimes your spouse, you know, may not understand or or maybe they are supportive. But I'm just curious how da- dad really handled it. I don't even know this answer. Well, I think he handled it pretty good. There were times I think he could have been more supportive, but men aren't always as supportive and don't understand always the needs that we may have, you know, and what we're feeling. And um, we need our girlfriends sometimes. Yes. Yes, you really do. You need more of your girlfriends at that time. And um, I don't know. I guess he did okay. And there's times he still asks crazy questions, you know, but that's fine. <laughs> not, not my dad. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, yes, he would. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to interview dad at another time. That would be funny. That'd be oh, hilarious. That would be funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, mom, um, I'm just, I'm just proud of how you handled it. And honestly, I, it seemed like, I don't know, I might've been in denial. At some, I mean, I, I know I prayed for you big time and, but I just, I just believe, uh, oh yeah, it's going to pass. No big deal. Like, like cancer was not going to be a part of your life or our lives. And so I'm so grateful. This is your 75th birthday. And, you know, um, eight years ago, had things gone a different way, we might not be able to say that today. And so I'm just grateful that, um, you, you caught it and you took the action that you needed to, but the message is, uh, be careful with with what certain doctors prescribe as it, as as it pertains to hormones, right? At least in your yeah. case. Mm-hmm. And always, you can always get a second opinion. I yes. think that's always smart. Yeah. yeah, that is good advice. Very good advice. So, a couple of things just for fun because it's your birthday. Um, what is maybe? I mean, I know a lot of people don't 
know you, <laughs> they're listening to the podcast, but what's something fun that most people don't know about you or wouldn't know about you? Maybe not even me. Oh, I don't uh, oh. know. I, I kind of know it all, right? <laughs> yeah, I kind of know my whole story. Well, what's really crazy is when you were here, I reached out to an old girlfriend that I have not seen from Oklahoma in like 57 years. And it was funny because I had her brother on Facebook, but I thought it was her brother. And then I reached out to him and got her phone number and called her. And she called me back within an hour. And it was just like we were talking to each other like it was you and me talking, you know, after that many years. So, you know, that's kind of good to kind of reach out. Yeah, that is that is something that you are, mom. You are a connector. And um, I think most people actually do know that about you. And you send a card for every holiday imaginable. That's your ministry is sending out cards. I mean, I'm talking even St. Patrick's Day sometimes. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a card from mom. But you know what? It's so exciting to have mail, like actual snail mail. And so we can count on that. And um, it is, it's a ministry. And you do, you connect people. You are, you are always reaching out. Um, you're a peacemaker. And um, the world needs more peacemakers. And so thank you for that gift. And thanks for sharing it with the world. I'm always happy to do it. (laughs) All right. Well, I love you, mom. Have a great birthday. I'm going to keep chatting with everybody here on the podcast, but um, have a great birthday. Okay. Love you. All right. Talk to you soon. Uh Bye-bye. Okay. Isn't my mom just the cutest? And I wore pink, especially for her on this um, celebration of her 75th birthday and that she is cancer free as of eight years now. And so I just thought it'd be fun to have her on to um, honor her on this special day. But she did talk a little bit about HRT, right? And so let's talk about hormone replacement therapy. Now, what can that be good for? It can help relieve hot flashes and moodiness and Tossing and turning at night, not being able to sleep, um, um, vaginal dryness, or just low sex drive. It can help a lot of different things, but there's a risk. There can be a risk with HRT from breast cancer, as she mentioned, to blood clots, to um, all kinds of different other failures in the body. And so we just, I mean, from other cancers even. So, um, and other disease such as heart disease and stroke. Now stroke is very, uh, a small risk, but it's still a risk. And so HRT should be really, really considered. Um, and I would suggest plowing through it and finding some natural solutions. And so I want to talk a little bit about some of those natural solutions. But before I do, I want to talk about how there is growing evidence and that growing evidence supports that there really are natural products that block the estrogen receptors just as well, if not better than tamoxifen. I was talking about tamoxifen. Those those are the meds that are suggested after someone has gone through uh, chemo treatments for about five years after treatment. And the medical community highly recommends them. But before we actually go into that, it must be known, I've got to say it, (laughs) but that keeping animal products at bay, like out of your lifestyle, will be the best way to regulate the hormones in your body. Seriously, because the the petrochemicals, uh, the compounds of those petrochemicals in um, uh, with estrogenic properties within those foods that are fed to animals, like found in milk and then the fat of most meat, 
is going to affect your hormones big time. The deposit of these estrogens, they interfere in the proper utilization of production of progesterone and estrogen. So, yep, that's right. What's the ideal diet for breast cancer prevention? You know, I'm going to say it. Whole food, plant-based. Let's hear it for whole food, (laughs) plant-based. Seriously. Now, I know there's all different schools of thought there, but I can't stress enough that a whole food, plant-based lifestyle has has reversed um, people that have been dealing with certain cancers. And I have a client that actually um, overcame ovarian cancer by going on a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. So I'm serious when I say this. Yes, a, a... a diet that is high of fiber, moderate fat levels, loaded full of vegetables and fruits and beans and legumes, nuts and seeds and whole grains. And eating those foods at 50 to 70% um, raw would be ideal because then you're going to get the best amount of those vitamins and minerals that are available at that stage, as opposed to cooking out so much of those nutrients. And I think that's some people cook their food to death, quite frankly. Um, And so we want to make sure that you have enough vitamins and nutrients within those foods. So if you can eat as much as you can raw, um, then that's, that's great. That is great. But you want to eliminate salts and food additives. You want to avoid alcohol and caffeine. Yep, that's right. They both have negative effects on the hormone levels and hormone balances. So now contrary to what most people believe, or maybe what they've believed in the past, or there's been just different controversy over the word soy, right? Soy is one of those things. It's like, oh my gosh, do I, do I eat it? Do I not? Is it good for me? Is it not? Well, it actually can be helpful as long as you are ingesting organic non-GMO. That's right. Non-GMO. This is very important because over 90% of this crop in the U S is genetically modified. So, um, there are other genetically modified, you know, vegetables and fruits out there, but mainly soy and corn tomatoes, and even broccoli are some of the higher ones that are genetically modified. So you've got to get the non-GMO it's worth, uh, investing in your health in that space. Um, but they have found higher levels of contaminated herbicides, uh, the residue of glyphosate and AMPA on those particular uh, crops, especially again, soy, corn, tomatoes, and even broccoli. Now the pesticide that they have used so often is Roundup. I've know, I know you've heard about Roundup, um, but it provokes cell division dysfunction and it disrupts hormones. And so do not, do not buy anything other than non-GMO. You, you just have to get non-GMO. Okay. And organic, you definitely have to, um, but non-GMO products such as like tofu and tempeh and edamame, cause those are the soybeans themselves, soy nuts and soy sprouts and miso paste and, and more can really be healthy to consume. They are great sources of protein. If you're on a whole food plant-based lifestyle, right? Where are you getting your protein? Well, you're getting it from your vegetables like broccoli and, and, and beans and legumes, but you can also get it from uh, soy-based products, but you'd want to get it in, in a, a non-GMO form always. Okay. I can't stress that enough, but it's a great source of getting vitamins E, uh, B and 12, and they offer essential fatty acids, including omega-3. Most people are really off kilter with their omega-3 and omega-6 ratio. So bringing in some more additional omega-3 is very, very useful. And it has anti 
cancer effects. And soy has great minerals like calcium and zinc and iron, all the things that our body needs. Now you're getting so many, a plethora of, of nutrients and, and vitamins and minerals when on a whole food plant-based uh, lifestyle anyway. But when you bring in a soy product with it, then um, I, I believe you will find it useful, not eating it every day, no, but bringing it in a couple few times a week. Sure. Why not? I think it'll be very beneficial for your body, but keep in mind that soybeans and tip are typically harder to digest. So you really have to cook them. Well, that's so important. Um, and the good thing is that minimally processed soy products are a huge success in blocking the binding of harmful, um, xenoestrogens and the estrogen receptors. So, so important to know that there is a reason that they're helpful. And so I think there, there's been such controversy and it's mainly because of who's backing up that study, that controversial study. It's always good to find out where the article comes from, who paid for the article. So that's always important when you are doing research. Um, iodine, I want to bring that up. Iodine is very important along with selenium, zinc, and copper as minerals for optimal thyroid Function. Now, why do I bring up the thyroid? Because often low levels of iodine are associated with low thyroid function. And there seems to be a link very often with hypothyroidism and breast cancer. May or may not be true for your body, but it would be a good idea to see if you are deficient in, in iodine, right? And making sure that you are getting in proper sources of that. So what do I use? I use dulce, which is um, like seaweed flakes. We'll put it in our soups, our, on top of our salads. Um, you can get it iodine from green beans and kale and watercress and potatoes with the skin on. That's a great idea. Uh, fish, if you eat it, but you have to make sure you're including sources that have iodine. It's really, really important. You know, when I think about my mom and how she eats, and I'm not going to dog on her here, but she did mention she hasn't necessarily taken the best care of her body physically because of the way she's eaten over the years. And that contributes to our cell dysfunction, right? So had she been, been eating better, would she have gotten breast cancer? I don't know, right? We don't know. But the truth is, is that our bodies do respond at the cellular level with everything that we put in our mouth. So it is so important that we are eating to live and not living to eat. And um, again, I'm not dogging on my mom. I love her so much. And, um, and I know she wants to be in a better place with, with her physical self and she'll get there, but, uh, it, you know, profits aren't welcome in their own home. Sometimes we've heard that saying before, right? So she'll hear it from the person she's supposed to hear it from, but I just keep loving her and loving her well and, um, showing up and being an example and how I take care of myself. So, um, hopefully a little bit of that will rub off on her as she watches me or every time I come to visit, she's like, okay, now what kind of milk am I supposed to get for you? It's almond milk or, you know, so, so she's learning and, and she, she's catching on. She'll, she'll get there in her own pace, but um, there are some natural solutions for, you know, dealing with menopause. Okay. Or perimenopause. Any, if you're dealing with hot flashes and moodiness and just low sex drive, there are some things that you can do naturally that can really change that course of action. Um, every body is different. So you have to experiment a little bit or get with someone like myself, a naturopath that can help, 
um, you know, steer you in the right direction. But there are so many things that we can we can bring into the picture that could really make a big a big difference. So, I know for me, I've taken quite a bit of evening primrose oil (EPO). Now, this is actually an omega six, not an omega three, but my ratios were off in that in that space, and so I brought in more of EPO. And I could tell a big difference in my, you know, hot flashes and night sweats and that kind of thing. So it works for me, may not work for you, but can also help for bloating and, and just kind of moodiness, depression, that kind of thing. So that was a good one for me. Also, I recommend quite often, uh, depending on the person and what they're dealing with and what they're currently taking, because uh, if they're on HRT, I would never recommend this to anyone, uh, but if they're not doing hormone replacement therapy, which again, I don't recommend, then black cohosh is a really great natural way to relieve those hot flashes, mood swings, vaginal dryness, it, usually about 40 to 200 milligrams of, of the dry herb in capsule form is a really good amount. Again, it depends on the person. I would need to have a conversation with you, but consider that consider black cohosh. Okay. Start looking for natural solutions as opposed to just going to the doctor and letting them prescribe HRT. There are other ways you can get through this season of life. Okay. Making sure you're getting in enough folate, right? Some really good B9. So you're, you're going to find that in your vegetables that you're eating, your spinach, your lentils, your legumes, and some of your fruit that you're eating. So you are getting that when you're eating whole food plant-based lifestyle, but make sure you're getting plenty of it. Okay. Now valerian root, that's a really good one. That's a natural sleep aid. So if you find yourself tossing and turning or not being able to go to sleep at all, valerian root is a great um, alternative. And again, this is natural. This is natural herbs that will, that can really help you. And I, I say, give it, give it a go, right? Um, it can help treat anxiety. Um, it, it's also not going to give you that, you know, I was talking about sleeping well, it's not going to give you that kind of morning hangover feeling um, that sometimes the over-the-counter meds can, can do to you. So this is a natural way of getting to sleep and, and rising and feeling really good and healthy. So let's, let's try some natural alternatives. And if you have questions or um, that kind of thing, you know, look me up, go to windypet.com and uh, leave a comment and reach out to me, but I'd love to assist you in any way I can. Um, hopefully this little, this podcast here has helped you and just hearing from my mom, maybe it encouraged you or um, just let you hear from someone who's, who's gone through a, a breast cancer situation and to give you hope and to know that you, you can overcome. All right. So I just want to encourage you if you are dealing with breast cancer right now to start taking good care of your body and start to fuel your body with foods that are going to fight back, that are going to give you the ammunition, if you will, to, to fight those cancer cells accordingly. So, um, yeah, if you want to learn more, go to wendypet.com and it's W E N D I E P E T T.com. And I, I'd love to assist you. And I've got some great free resources there. So, all right, that is our episode for today. If you um, are feeling really, really um, generous and you want to go and give us a five-star rating and write a review, that would be awesome. Blossom. That's right. It would be awesome. Blossom because the more reviews that we get, the more you know, climbs up the algorithm space, whatever, and people can find this, this podcast. So I really appreciate you so much. And thank you for doing that. And um, when you subscribe, I know that there are 
constantly changing. So I don't know if you'll see a subscribe button, especially if you have iTunes. I think it's now a plus sign. So however that looks for you, or if you use Spotify or or uh, whatever listening platform, please subscribe as well and get a notification for our next episode. And you will want to stay tuned for our next episode. We have a great guest on and um, every show is, is interesting and we'll give you some good takeaway nuggets. So thanks so much for listening and have an awesome week. All right. Make it a visibly fit day. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.